District of Conservation is sponsored by CFACT. To learn more about our sponsor, head over to CFACT.org. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Welcome to District of Conservation. I'm your host, Gabriella Hoffman. This podcast offers a sober examination into all things hunting, fishing, shooting sports, energy, environment, and the public policy surrounding it. And this podcast also specializes in original interviews that you won't hear elsewhere. Here's what I have for you today. This episode will be heavy on Montana. I'm going to first focus on what happened in Kalispell at our annual POMA business conference. And I'm going to touch briefly upon how you can help with a flooding situation in the areas boarding Yellowstone National Park. Kalispell was absolutely beautiful. It was also a nice reprieve to the scorching temperatures that were being felt here on the East Coast and much of the Southeast, Northeast. I think a third of the country was under some heat advisory. So to go to Montana where this was not being felt was nice. And it wasn't so cold as I thought it would be. But it was my second trip to Montana. I went first time last year to do my report on grizzly bear conservation, black bear conservation in general. Beautiful place. And just experiencing the Flathead Valley was really something. I really enjoyed exploring downtown Kalispell. We did a scavenger hunt as part of our board kind of bonding activity. So that was really fun. Great food, lovely people. Can't complain about the area. And interestingly enough, it's one of the fastest growing places in the country, especially in Montana. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, Kalispell and Flathead County have grown very, very exponentially at the height of COVID, slightly more than Bozeman. So that was really interesting. And it's also attributed to the Yellowstone effect. There's a great piece on the CNBC talking about this and actually how native Montanans and actually these wealthy transplants are kind of pitting themselves against one another. And there's a lot of kind of friction. Obviously, when places become more popular, it raises housing costs and There's some balance to be had there, but an interesting dynamic unfolding in Montana, obviously due to the show, which is found on Paramount TV and Kevin Costner's character and just the cast and crew really kind of bringing light to how beautiful the region is. I think many people have never gone to the Wild West or the Mountain West more so, and the show has kind of brought a new light to the region and newfound appreciation. But like with anything, a lot of fanfare can bring higher costs, more troubles things of that sort. So interesting article. I got to do a little fishing at Pine Grove Park, beautiful place that is managed by Montana Fish, Wildlife and Parks, the state wildlife agency. I was not successful in catching fish, but I did catch some footage of an osprey having a lot more success than me. And just seeing that was really nice, a nice little change. And I got to talk to some of the locals when I was making my rounds around the park, just to kind of gauge what you can expect there. I did see some trout with my polarized sunglasses, so it wasn't totally fruitless. They always say a bad day of fishing is better than a good day of work. Some friends from Poma were able to successfully net fish. They went like 45 minutes north or east. I don't exactly know where Thompson River is. Did have their luck there, but I was fine with just staying close to the hotel and just enjoying some stuff pre-conference. I just finished my first year on the board of directors And I am serving a three-year term, and we had several board meetings. We've had some turnover, obviously, the looming effects of COVID. It's not really putting us in a precarious situation, but we're trying to figure out some certain things. We're still deciding our 2023 location, conference location. So members who are listening, we're working very, very diligently to ensure we have a location. And we will 
sometime in the coming weeks. I think the organization will come away stronger. We've been able to build up committees. So any members listening, please, if you have not already, sign up for committees. We need help with conference and marketing committees, bylaws, everything there. So organizationally, I think we are very strong going forward. And I look forward to playing an even more, I would say, impactful role and and staying involved. And I'm going to help with committee as well because I want to. I want to help ensure that things run smoothly. I want also our members to be empowered to be involved. So I've been trying to encourage our members to similarly get involved. So it's not just all of us board members being tasked with everything. But the conference, I would say, went really well. We had a pretty decent attendance considering all the factors possibly working against us, of course, because a few months leading up to the conference, a lot of people said the flights are expensive. I don't think I can come. But we still had a very good showing. We had maybe 150 to 200 people in attendance. It's not bad for a regional conference. But even with the factors working against us, we had a great time. It was just great to catch up with people I've gotten to know across the years. I got to meet some of our new members. I got to get to know people better that I met in recent conferences. And in the height of COVID or in the time of COVID more so in the, I would say at the tail end of it, it's really good to have in-person gatherings just so you can get outside your home, experience a new place, and really just enjoy what outdoor media has to offer. And we on the board actually did a fun scavenger hunt around Kalispell. I think I did a little too much drinking, but nothing that would impair me severely. We got to go to three different breweries and just talking to the local shop owners and the brewmasters was really nice. A lot of different offerings. I'm going to showcase some more businesses and places we visited throughout social media. I also got to attend my first rodeo at the Majestic Valley Arena, just north of downtown Kalispell. And they gave us kind of a private rodeo for Poma members. And so we had a great dinner with barbecue and mac and cheese, and all this other stuff, good dessert. And it was just a great time. Very patriotic. It was on Flag Day, of course. So no more appropriate event than Flag Day to have a private rodeo for your organization. So we were grateful to them for hosting us and treating us to such a nice event. We also had Poma Camps, which is where you get to see some of our corporate sponsors' products. And it was against the backdrop of the Swan Range. Very, very beautiful. You got to see it more up close. And it was at this wedding venue. Really nice little red barn. Very, very pretty. We also, of course, did Range Day. This is a yearly thing that happens where different gun manufacturers will display products and we'll get to test different things. I didn't get a chance to do any handgun shooting. I did handgun shooting a few months ago in April in Ohio at a speaking event. I did, but I got to kind of balance out what I was lacking previously and do a lot of AR-15 or long range shooting. And that was really fun. I do like these kind of long distance shooting. You're very safe and comfortable. And especially when scoped or suppressed or combination of them both, You actually have a really good shooting experience and being there, especially at the height of calls for new gun control, especially against certain firearms like AR-15s, was interesting. Of course, you talk to people in the industry, they're not very happy with these plans to go ahead and do this. And if you have any familiarity shooting with AR-15s, you know that they're not often used in crime. And two, they're not as scary as the media makes them out to be. And this isn't to discount what happens with mass shootings. But tools can be abused by anyone. Any tool can be used. And certainly people love to scapegoat firearms. But you talk to people in the industry, they do not like seeing their products abused. 
and just shooting with AR-15s reminded me of that, that you can use and in most 99% of settings, these firearms are used safely and not maliciously. And I think that's what I hope more media members can take away from going to events like this. More people from the public, especially my fellow media members here in the Beltway, went to events like this, they would see that these guns are largely handled safely. Gosh, we had our auction. We had Poma After Hours. We had a ladies fireside s'mores event where some guys crashed, which was funny. Uh, but that was a great event to talk to more of the ladies who are part of our membership and talk to them about how we can better serve them as a board and as an organization. So that was really nice just to talk to the women of Poma more so. And what else did we have? We had just a great time. And like I said, we will have our 2023 location squared away very, very soon. If you're a aspiring outdoor communicator, Poma, I have made a pitch so many times, not just simply because I'm a board member, but also I've seen the value of Poma. I was in my first year awarded a Pinnacle Award. I'm amazed that they recognized that my reporting somehow was deserving of a top Pinnacle Award in conservation. So they do recognize talent. You don't need to have prestigious credentials. If you have a compelling story to tell and you enter into the awards program, they'll more than likely reward you and honor you. And it was really good to see the winners of this year's Pinnacle Awards kind of spread across a little differently. New people who've never won before, some maybe returning winners, but a more spread out kind of diverse set of winners. So that was really, really lovely to see. I also moderated a podcast panel, and that's something we're going to leave you guys with, uh, with Randy Newberg who is pretty well known in the outdoor industry with Brandon Butler, who runs the Driftwood Outdoors podcast. We recorded an episode. Samuel Ayers of the Wild Initiative, who's been on the podcast, was also a panelist. And just talking to our membership and those in attendance about navigating the podcasting wilderness was a lot of fun. I got a lot of great feedback for moderating the podcast. And I know there's a lot of interest among our members to either create podcasts or learn how to be adept at pitching themselves as guests for podcasts. So I think that was a great takeaway. And I think we're going to explore similar insight sessions and breakout sessions like that in the future. So I appreciate the feedback with that. But all in all, a great week, especially compared to what people south of us in Kalispell had encountered. You all have probably seen the reports coming out of the area surrounding Yellowstone National Park. I'd seen some footage from friends who live close by, like in Tom Minor Basin, outside Livingston, Montana. I don't know anyone in Red Lodge, but I saw a friend of mine who works for Senator Steve Daines post some footage, behind-the-scenes footage of her boss, Governor Gianforte, and others surveying the damage. And it really is very sad and catastrophic just to see that, you know, a beautiful place that is visited by millions of people each year outside the park limits the park itself. I don't know exactly how much damage is there, but initial estimates estimate that there's probably upwards of billions of dollars in damage and that it will take years upon years to rebuild the area. But Montanans are very tough. No doubt they're going to rebuild very quickly and they certainly need our help. So if you live outside Montana and you want to find ways to help support Montana's flood recovery efforts. I'm going to list to you a few organizations you can donate to. We want to obviously make listeners aware of that here. I think it's important. A lot of people are politicizing this event, um, obviously saying that it's because of extreme climate ev- climate patterns, extreme weather events. And this is a once in like a millennium type event. These type of flooding events 
tragedies don't happen very frequently. And if you talk to a lot of people, climatologists even, they'll tell you that certain natural disasters like this are not precipitated by climate or climate is a secondary or even tertiary effect causing this. So there are a lot of people who love to politicize it. And when you politicize it like this, it takes away from recovery efforts. So I think it's important to focus on helping people on the ground rather than slapping some political talking point on it and get these people the relief they need. So what are some places or organizations you can donate to? So I'm reading montananonprofit.org and there are four organizations that stick out. You can do your assessment on this yourself, but here are four that I'm going to read for you. The Red Lodge Area Community Foundation's Carbon County Disaster Relief Fund, and there's also the Red Lodge Area Community Foundation Fund at large. Another option they list is the Southwest Montana Flood Relief Fund. There's also the Columbus Community Foundation Emergency Fund, Montana Disaster Relief Fund. They're also encouraging people to support Yellowstone National Park through the National Park Service. You can also donate to the Montana Red Cross. And there are some verified GoFundMe fundraisers. Sometimes they're opportunists, so you need to be careful. But they have a list of a two dozen or so, or close to two dozen different verified GoFundMe fundraisers. I will include the link in show notes for you to check out if you want to support the people of Montana in wake of these really devastating floods. Least we could do an offer and plug here on the podcast today. And we'll return to more regular programming schedule starting tomorrow. We're going to discuss largely an update from Department of Interior where they are revoking a secretarial order from the last administration to not publish lawsuits and agreements and settlements more so stemming from sue and settle lawsuits. Very alarming there. We're going to talk about an update on Happy the Elephant and whether or not the New York's highest court proceeded or rejected with a case relating to the elephant and whether or not it should have personhood rights. And over the coming weeks, I am going to be speaking with more POMA members. We're going to have author Sue Tidwell, who won a Pinnacle Award, to talk about her book at some point in the coming weeks. We're also going to sit down with Jen Callahan, business manager, newly appointed business manager of POMA. I'm also going to talk to Mariah from South Carolina Waterfowl Association. I got to meet her and really love what she is doing down in South Carolina. We'll talk about her organization. They're looking to get more involved in POMA. We will have more and more guests, hopefully more sit-downs with politicians, more sit-downs with other newsmakers, discussions of important public policy you are missing. I will also plug in some interviews I'm doing. Like I mentioned, I'm going to be appearing on Driftwood Outdoors and Sometime later this week, I'm going to be appearing on the We Like Shooting podcast with host Sean, who I got to meet more and get to know more this past week at Poma. So lots of exciting content is coming. Be sure to stay tuned, subscribe, connect with us on the podcast, etc., and share the good word with your friends. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to District of Conservation. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you haven't already, make sure you find us on your preferred podcast player. We largely circulate on Apple, Spotify, and countless others, but those are our two big podcast platforms we want to push. Make sure you're subscribed there, especially on Apple. If you like the podcast a lot, go leave us some reviews. We'd be more than grateful to get some five-star reviews from you guys. Moreover, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and a little bit on YouTube. We don't populate there, but connect with us on social media. Find me personally on social media with blue check marks. Super easy to find, and I would love to hear your feedback and know who you'd like to see on the podcast. 
Thanks for listening to District of Conservation. Stay tuned for the next episode.